Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Whitehouse Advisor with me, Harry Whitehouse, and today we've got another episode of Curb Thoughts. This is episode 5 covering the 5th episode of season 11 of Curb Your Enthusiasm, titled with an exclamation mark, so I should shout it, but I really won't to spare your uh, to spare your ears, and that is Arasha Massey. So I must start with this when we're discussing the episode, and this is a frustrating episode. It's, uh, it's an infuriating episode, I must say, because... Larry hit an absolute home run last week with the watermelon. It was classic curb. We had some really famous people doing some really funny things. And we had good Leon. We had a really good performance and writing by Larry. Really centred the story well. But this episode's just a bit weird. It's just quite slow. It doesn't move very well. You know, I love Curb, but in Curb's terms, this was a bad episode. In Curb terms, and I don't I know. You know, don't turn it off. Don't turn off the podcast because I'm saying it's bad, but because it is worth discussing it. But I felt it was a real step back. It was another step away from what seemed to be the whole plot of the series. So last year we had the Spite Store. Before we've had the Seinfeld reunion or the producers. You see, it felt like that this was going to be about Young Larry, this TV series. But it doesn't even mention it in this episode. It's a complete step away from it. And it's okay to have these non-narrative-driven episodes that aren't a part of the whole story. But this episode just wasn't satisfying enough on its own to justify having that position. And that was the frustrating thing. Like I said, it was slow, which isn't a bad thing. You know, Curb normally moves from place to place quite quickly. It's Larry going about his day and week most of the time. But with this episode, we'll hang around in Larry's house for this conversation for like three minutes between Larry, Leon and Jeff. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it just doesn't work as well. So if we give a quick recap of the episode and what actually happened this week. So we begin in the golf club, in the country club like we so often do. And it's Jeff, Larry and Freddie Funkhauser played by Vince Vaughan. That's one thing I must say. It's great that they just have Vince Vaughan on call like that. He's just like a regular now. Doesn't even like he's a guest star. It's pretty crazy, really. But they're at lunch, and you know they're just talking and discussing things. And a guy, another member of the golf club, comes up. His name's Hal, and he comes up to speak to them. And he blanks Jeff. And the reason why he blanks Jeff is because Jeff had set him up in the past on a date with a TV producer called Gabby McAfee, and it seemed like it didn't work out. When he walks away, and as the guys are discussing this, uh, they kind of suggests that he had affairs with his mother-in-law and that's why his marriage broke down and the reason that, you know, and they're all talking about this rumour about him. Simultaneously, the guy's dad actually, you know, he has a heart attack. He goes to the ground in this, you know, this dining room of the country club of its restaurant and naturally everybody stands up in, you know, concern and, you know, disbelief at what's happening. You know, everybody's turning around looking for a doctor. And after about 10 seconds of standing up and, you know, faking concern, let's be honest, in Larry's part, he just sits there, he like shrugs his shoulders. And as everybody else is standing up and still watching over this man having a heart attack, Larry sits down and tries to begin to eat again, only for this guy, Hal, to look up at him and they make eye contact and he kind of has this look of disgust and disbelief in his eyes that Larry is doing what he's doing. Anyway, Larry's seen the picture that Jeff shows him of Gabby McAfee, you know, a faux IMDB picture. Uh, asks to be set up with her on a date, and Jeff obliges. He uh, he agrees, and he does it. So then we uh, move on. In rough circumstances, you know, we have a little bit with Leon in the house where they're talking about secrets. But we move on to uh, the restaurant, 
It is a Japanese restaurant in LA, and Larry gets there before Gabby. And uh, when he's greeted, the chefs shout a Russian Masai at him, you know, as a greeting. And uh, he takes it, yeah, and he goes, Oh, that's very nice. Thank you very much. And he sits down and waits. And then when his, the date, his date enters, he shouts instead, he usurps the chefs, and that upsets them, which kind of sets in light, sets in motion the events of the story. He has this date with Gabby, who is played by Julie Bowen, who will most commonly be known to people as Claire from Modern Family, and she plays Adam Sandler's love interest in Happy Gilmore. I really like Julie Bowen. Claire's a really great character. I think Modern Family is an interesting program because it was mega popular and has some really good episodes, but obviously it became very cliche by the time it had, you know, it ran its course. But I really like Julie Bowen. I think she was really good as Claire, and I think she was a nice addition to Curb. So she has this date with Larry, and after he condescends the chefs, he has a little disagreement with the uh, the host and the chefs, and he tries to sort that by because he shouted a Russian say over them. And you know he's having this date with Gabby. It's actually going quite well, to be fair. Larry's got a bit of game because he's a bald seventy-four-year-old man. <laughs> but yeah, he's eating, and uh, she. Uh, Introduce this concept. Won't we share a secret as like a kind of you know break in the ice kind of thing? And she shares that when she was a teacher before she was a television producer, she had affairs very much like how with his mother-in-law with a student. And Larry shocked, obviously. And uh, and uh, Larry tells her his secret is that he's got a short cross shortcut across LA, which obviously she's kind of dismayed by because she shared this mega personal thing and Larry's. You know, shared this. Well, it's not superficial because it saves time and time's money, but it's a thing. It isn't as personally important. Also, at the dinner, the uh, the chef shout a Russian say, like to try and scare Larry, just try and catch him off guard, and he spills soy sauce over his shirt, which he has lent from Freddie Funkhauser on the way to the dinner, and he doesn't know that this is Freddie Funkhauser's favourite shirt, and he's ruined it with his soy sauce. So the episode moves on. In fairly nondescript ways, to be honest. He has some tension with uh, Freddie Funkhauser because he's ruined his favourite shirt and Freddie demands Larry's favourite shirt in return and so on. And he left his umbrella at the restaurant and he tries to go back, but they won't give it him back. So he has to use alternative things, which include a dress of Susie's, furthering adding angst to that relationship between him and Jeff's wife. The highlight, really, is the reappearance of Mr. Takahashi, the manager at the country club. And he arrives to tell Larry that Hal's dad, who had the heart attack, has died. And there's going to be a funeral. So on the way to the funeral, Larry's obviously driving there. And uh, he's trying to cut across LA using the shortcut that he's told Gabby. And it's very busy because she's told other people and they've told other people. And he's stuck in a traffic jam and he he chooses to miss the funeral because he could have made it. He would have been late, but he chooses to miss it because he doesn't want to sit in the traffic. And he tells them that. And because Freddie Funkhauser is frustrated with Larry, he gets his revenge by telling the whole procession that Larry's missing it because, you know, he, can't, he doesn't want to wait in traffic. So this all loops around at the end of the episode as Larry returns to the restaurant with Gabby for another date, even though he knows that she's told his secret to everyone. I mean, he isn't really that fussed, to be honest. He still goes on the date. He's still, he's still going to go out with her. But as he walks in and they sit down, the chefs still want some revenge on Larry because Larry's told everybody, well, Jeff, 
and this has got round that this lady, and obviously Hal knows as well, let's remember that, because Hal went out with her and he did this trading secret thing because that's why everybody knows that he slept with his mother-in-law because she told everyone. They shout out about Gabby having affairs with the student when she was a teacher and obviously this disgraces her because she thinks Larry's told everyone, but as she storms out, Hal is at the uh, at the bar kind of thing, you know, the conveyor belt, sushi belt kind of thing. And he turns around, you know, in delight that he's had got his revenge on Larry for uh, for winding him up and missing his dad's funeral. And Larry says, well played. And that's how this episode ties up. So, like I said, it's kind of hard to get away from the fact that this is an underwhelming episode. Not that much happens, not that much is really all that funny. And it just doesn't really work on its own as its own standalone episode, really. I mean, it's got to have an MVP, so let's hand that out. And I'm going to give it to the reappearing, the amazing Mr. Takahashi, one of my favourite recurring characters from the series, another nemesis of Larry's. The Black Swan episode is a particular favourite. He's great, Mr. Takahashi. He plays a great part, and it gives him MVP. He doesn't have much to work with. I mean, he eventually ends up stealing Larry's umbrella from the restaurant, and, you know, he typically always winds Larry up and... Yeah, I just like him and I'm giving him giving him for that. You know, there isn't much else to do with this episode. Leon doesn't get a lot to work with. Susie isn't given that much to work with, which is seems to be a reoccurring theme with this series now, apart from the first episode. Susie, it's kind of been underwhelming for Susie, I must be honest. But anyway, I'm giving it Mr. Takahashi because he plays a really good part in this episode. And he's really funny and that's what he's there for. And, you know, I'm just happy to have him back. I'm going to give it him because of that. Best celebrity cameo, I mean, Julie Bowen kind of gets it by default, but I do like Julie Bowen. I think she's quite funny. I think she, yeah, I think she is, you know, she's got good comedic timing and delivery and she's good in a role. It's just a shame that it doesn't really have that much to do apart from dispel secrets and kind of advance the plot. But she's funny. She plays off Larry quite well. I mean, Larry has great chemistry with just about everybody, but she does play off Larry quite well. Although I struggle to believe that Julie Bowen would be attracted to Larry, but then again, Larry's worth a lot of money, and this is a fictional character, and this is a fictional program, so we'll take that with a pinch of salt. In terms of the biggest letdown of the episode, I think you could probably just say the episode of itself. These narrative standalone episodes do have worked in the past in Curb in these overarching series, Think about the Black Swan episode that I just mentioned, or Palestinian Chicken, or anything like that. And it, it, it does work, but this just doesn't deliver. It just isn't a very good episode. I think it's probably one of the worst ten episodes of Curb's ever, of Curb ever. And I don't think that's a really a hot take. I think it's fairly true. You know, it's still very much watchable, but it's a disappointing episode. And I think, for that reason, biggest letdown, I'm going to have to say the episode in general. In terms of the last question, was Larry right? I think... The obvious one is, was he right to sit down while this man was having a heart attack and everybody was standing around? No, he wasn't. I understand why he did it, because ultimately Larry peering over this man makes no difference, but come on. Come on. You can't be the only person in the restaurant sits down and starts eating your cheesy whatever it was whilst this man's having a heart attack and everybody else is standing up in concern. You just can't do that, Larry. You just can't. And was he? And he was probably wrong to shout over the chefs as well to be quite honest I mean that's something that I would never have the boldness to do socially to shout over them in such a way to try and for the simple reason trying to impress somebody that's just something that I would do and was he wrong to turn away in the traffic you know and go back home yeah he was as well especially at least if you're going to do that lie about it and I know Larry takes pride in the fact that he tells the truth and that 
you know, because he's got so, you know, because of it, at his age he is now. And, you know, this has been a theme of the, the series about his age and, you know, having not so much time left, if we're going to be brutally honest. You know, we saw it in the first episode when he was walking into glass, glass doors. You know, you can kind of justify it, but don't admit it. Do not admit it. So that's going to wrap this one up.